Welcome back to Unpack with Jack, and this is going to be part two of my last episode, which was uh, part one of the trade deadline saga, I guess you could say, with all the trades. I'm still going to have Icebreaker here. You should check out his podcast. Um, uh, and yeah, this is going to be part two. We're going to be addressing the rest of the trades from up to the trade deadline. And uh, yeah, I guess let's get straight to it, Logan. What do we have? I'd just like to say one more thing. I'm um, sorry for the last episode being cut short. We did not mean for that to happen. We did not know. We only had to record for 30 uh, minutes. And I will try to pronounce names correctly this time. <sighs> Wish me luck. Anyways, the next trade is quite big. Matthias Ekholm um, got traded to Edmonton for... Well, Matias Ekholm in a 2024 six-round pick got traded to Edmonton for from that for Tyson Berry, who is 4.5 million, Reed Schaefer, and a 2023 first-round pick, 2024 fourth-round pick, and they retain fourth four percent of Matias Ekholm. Not bad, uh, Jack. Yeah, um, it was a pretty decent trade um, on Nashville's part. I think it was good that they got that first-round pick from Edmonton. Also, I'm just going to go the way to say this. Um, when I when I said Bo Horvat, the Bo Horvat deal was a good deal, I realized that they traded the first-round pick that New York gave them, so that kind of sucks. That makes, from now, that the deal kind of makes it worse, so maybe Islanders won that trade too. Also, from all the deals I did yesterday, I'm just going to give credit to all the GMs for the returns they got. Like, uh, I'm going to give credit to the Tarasenko trade. They got a first-round pick. I didn't really give them much credit. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to credit those GMs who got the return. Anyways, uh, I'm still going to give a win to uh, Edmonton. I think they addressed a big need on the defense. They were not getting what – they weren't getting good defense back there with Evan Bouchard and – uh, Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry is a very offensive mind and defenseman. It's gonna have a. It's good to have a big body like Ekholm there. And uh, yeah, good job on the net pronouncing names there, Logan. But um, yeah, I think uh, I hope Tyson Berry has a ni- nice fresh start in uh, Nashville. But um, it's good to see Ekholm on Edmonton. And yeah, it's a win for Edmonton. This is probably, like, the most exciting trade. I wouldn't say it's the biggest, but it is exciting. Um, Patrick Kane. Chicago traded away Patrick Kane and got a 2023 second-round pick conditional, 2023 fourth-round pick, and Vili Sari Jarvi, Andy Walensky, and retain 50% of $10.5 million off of Patrick Kane, who is now $2.625 million. And New York got Patrick Kane, of course, who is $2.625 million. And Cooper Zetch, uh, Arizona, gets a third-round pick, 2025 conditional, and they retain 55 percent of 5.25 off of Patrick Kane's contract so this is a big trade what do you think it is a big trade and um uh, 
I think this is pretty much uh, almost a steal for New York. And yeah, Arizona got that third round pick for ret so like Chicago retained half of ten and a half million, and then Arizona retained half of five point two five million. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good trade for New York. They only gave up a second and fourth round pick and some prospects that don't look super promising. And um, I think Patrick Kane's going to be really important in their uh, cup run. So it's going to be really fun to watch him play in New York. Uh, definitely win for New York. I think Chicago, like, it sucks that Chicago couldn't get a first-round pick for Patrick Kane because Patrick Kane is still, like, lethal. He's still got amazing hands and still can do a lot with his, like, and he's still a really good, he'll provide in the playoffs like he did in Chicago when they won those three cups. Um, and yeah, so really big trade for New York, and it'll help them going forward. All right, next trade. Um, this is uh, quite the trade. Um, Columbus and LA. Uh, first, we'll start with Columbus getting Jonathan Quick, who is five point eight million, a twenty twenty three first round pick conditional, a twenty twenty four and third round pick. And meanwhile, LA got Junis Corposalo, 1.3 million, Vladislav Gavrikov, who is 2.8 million. Um, Jonathan Quick's a good goalie. What do you think? He's a good goalie, but he never wanted to play for Columbus, so it's hard. I don't even really want to. Con in, um, I don't really want to include him in that trade. Uh. Again, I'm going to go with a win for L.A. And, uh, Logan, you got to realize, those J's are silent. Silent J's, Logan. It's not Junis Corpus Howell. It's Junis Corpus Howell. Okay? Okay. 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 All right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they gave up a first-round pick, but they addressed everything they wanted. They got that goaltending depth in Junis Corpus Howell, which they wanted. And they got, like, they struck out on Corpus Allo, so they got the other best, like, one of the other best uh, cheaper defensemen on the market, Val Vladislav Gavrikov, who's really going to help them in the playoffs. So definitely win in L.A. They got that what they wanted. Uh, I am going to credit Columbus for getting that first-round pick. Uh, good good on them. But, um, and I think they did Jonathan Quickwell by trading him to Vegas. I think uh, that's a good move by the Columbus uh, GM to do like to help quick out because I don't think he wanted to play on Columbus. I think he wanted to stay on a contending team and he'll help Vegas out there too. So win for LA. Ohio, right? Okay. Uh, next trade Washington and Colorado. Washington gave away Lars Eller, who's 2.4 million. And Washington got a 2025 second-round pick, retains 31% of $3.5 million off Lars Eller. So, Lars Eller's old, and you could say good, but what do you think? Yeah, I think this was, like, Colorado's own, one of the only, like, kind of bigger trades in the trade deadline. I think they could have got more in terms of center depth from the trade deadline. Uh, but, yeah, not a terrible trade on Colorado's part. But I'm going to go with the win from Washington. Uh, just because how they're able to move off that, like, how they're able to move off that contract and, like, still get 
and still get a second round pick. Like Lars Eller hasn't produced hasn't been um, producing that much. He's only got 16 points, but he's kind of what he's kind of what they kind he's like kind of what they need. Sorry, um, he's kind of what they need, and they did retain salary, which kind of sucks, but still, uh, definitely win for Washington. I hope Colorado. I hope uh, Lars Eller does well in Colorado, but I still think it's a win for uh, Washington. All right, Logan, next trade. All right. Logan is figuring something out here with the trades. All right, Logan is not here right now. Oh wait. So I'll just go ahead and do the next trade. Logan is just fixing something. All right. Um, now, uh, Shane, Carolina gets Shane Gostiff's fair at four point five million, and Arizona gets a twenty twenty six third round pick. I don't think this trade is talked about as much. Um. I don't think this trade's talked about it too. I don't think this trade is talked about enough because, like, how did Carolina only get him for a third round pick? Like Shane Gossesfair is having a really good season, like, and he's only four and a half million, which you could I guess you could say he's expensive, but I might be I might be the only one that says this, but I think this is a fleece for Carolina because I think Shane Gossesfair is a really good. A good player that like they could use. I I didn't know how much they needed defenseman, but Chingosos here is a good player who can really help them. I thought he'd be more than a third round pick. Like I don't know. I thought maybe like a prospect too, not just a third round pick. And it's late too, twenty twenty six. I don't know how they got this offer. Uh, like I don't know how Arizona let them do this, but definitely a good trade by Carolina and uh, went for them. All right, Logan is back to explain the next trade, which is also another place. Jacob Chitrin, pretty good defenseman. Uh, Ottawa got Jacob Chitrin, nothing else, who is $4.6 million. And Arizona got 2023 first-round pick conditional, 2024 second-round pick conditional, and then 2026 second-round pick. Okay, what do you think? Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, Ottawa just waited and just wait. Like, I didn't even, like, I thought they were out on Chitrin from the beginning of the season. I thought they made an offer and said he was too high. But, like, I feel like Ottawa's just looking from the outside, watching all the teams make offers and then be too expensive. Like, Arizona failing for those offers. And then they just pounced on Arizona. And somehow Arizona was just like, you know what, just freaking take him. And only got three picks they didn't even get a prospect or a player none of that just a first a second and a second i heard that arizona's uh like thought was that ottawa might not make the playoffs so the first round pick might be a bit higher and because all the other teams were playoff teams so they were the highest bidder for a first round pick but still like that like that's a good trade by ottawa they really address that back end with that with Jacob Chitrin's size, his skating ability, and his shot. And like I, I think Pierre Dorian just really 
just fleece the Coyotes here. Like, like he is a very important defenseman that will help them to make this playoff push that they're in. And I wish the Flames could do the same. I wish the Flames could do what Ottawa's doing right now, man. All right, Logan. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's a big, strong defenseman. That was just a really bad trade from Arizona. Anyways, um, Vancouver and Detroit made a trade, including only one player, and that one player is Philip Ronick, who is $4.4 million, and that's what Vancouver got, and a 2023 fourth-round pick. Meanwhile, Detroit got a 2023 first-round pick, conditional, which is the New York Islanders, and a 2023 second-round pick, not conditional. All right. Canucks fans might not like me on this, but I don't think this is a terrible trade. I think they got what, like, they needed in Philip Ronick, who's a right-hand defenseman and could really help Quinn Hughes right now. Quinn Hughes was happy they got Philip Ronick to help him out because Quinn Hughes is kind of carrying that defense corpse right now. So it's good to have Philip Ronick in there. But when they're in, like, this rebuild mode and the 2023 draft is such a high... Like, such a good draft. I don't think it's worth it giving up a first-round pick for, a, like, a 2023 first-round pick for him because, uh, I just don't really get, I just don't really get the timing right now. Like, it's not a terrible trade. Philip Ronick's a good defenseman. He's pulling out pretty good numbers, but who can help Quinn use? Like, I liked it at first. But then I saw it include the first round pick, and I'm just like, oh man. So I'm got I gotta go with Detroit. Steve Eiserman. I love I love him as a GM. I think he's a genius in what he does. And this is one of them. But uh Patrick Alvin, uh, I'm not gonna hate you on this one. I think you did okay. You helped out Quinn Hughes with him. But I mean you gotta keep that first round pick and like at least wait till the draft after it's drafted and maybe trade that twenty twenty four first round pick. But yeah. Okay, Logan. Uh, Vegas and Pit- Pittsburgh made a trade. Vegas got Teddy Bluger, who's two point two million, and Pittsburgh got Peter De La Porta and a twenty four twenty twenty four third round pick. Who won this trade? Uh, Pittsburgh did, and um, it's a. Uh, it's actually Peter Dilaburator. Man, I do not know how to pronounce that either, actually. You probably did it better than me. Um, but I think Pittsburgh won this trade. I don't really know why I include this included this trade. I just saw it and he included a couple more players. I think uh I think Teddy Bluger just kinda brings size, um, which is kind of what they were looking for. I think he's just like a I think he's just going to bring size uh, to Vegas. Um, uh, but, yeah, um, I think Bitter got a decent return for a fourth-line center. So, I mean, like, if Teddy Bluger can get a third-round pick and Shane Gostisfair can get a third-round pick, uh, I think Pittsburgh did pretty well on this one. So, yeah, I mean, good on Pittsburgh because, like, oh. Still don't get that Shane Goss' fair trade.
makes me mad. Another trade for Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh got off Nashville Michael Granlund, who was $5 million, And Nashville just got a 2023 second-round pick. Not a very big trade. Well, actually, it doesn't seem like a big trade, but it's actually a pretty big trade considering the player in Mikhail Granlund, who has shown to be a 70-point player. Now... Pittsburgh got a decent player who can really, like, who um, who can really uh like gain a score and touchback in working with Pittsburgh and guys like Crosby, and like, uh, Malkin and Brian Russ and guys like that. But I don't know how they got him without retaining any salary. Like, oh, I don't get it. I I think a second round pick is kind of high, considering this draft, and like I don't know how Nashville was like, you can have him, but do you want us to retain salary? Like, I just don't know how. Like, how does how do they get such a high pick without retaining salary? Like, I don't get it. Five million dollars is a lot for Mikhail Granlin, who hasn't been the player he is capable of all season. So, definitely a good trade by Nashville. They're the winner. So, um, yeah. Uh, Logan. Okay. So, I really hate this trade just because of Dylan Larkin's reaction, but here is the Tyler Bertuzzi trade. Um, Boston got Tyler Bertuzzi, who is $2.375 million, and Detroit got a 2024 first-round pick conditional. 2025 fourth round pick, and they retain 50% of 4.75 million off Bertuzzi. Didn't know Bertuzzi was that cheap. Anyways, uh, what do you have to say? Uh, yeah, De- Detroit retained salary. See, like that's what I mean. Like, how does Detroit retain salary on a 4.75 million dollar contract, but Nashville doesn't retain salary on a five million dollar contract, and friggin' Bertuzzi is almost worth that 4.75 million dollar contract. Man, I just don't get it. But, um, yeah, I also hate it. I'd seen watching Dylan Larkin's reaction kind of it hurt me a bit because it's, like, I've never seen someone so sad to see a player leaving. It just made me realize that um, these trades can hurt other players too. Like, I knew about it, but, like, now it's just, like, now it's just brought it back to me. Like, oh, wow, these can hurt him too. Would it affect Dylan Larkin's game style? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say so. Like, it might because he uh, played with them a long time, so uh, he probably knows where he'd be at the right times. But I think Dylan Larkin is still going to be um, that fast, uh, puck-moving player that he is, using his really good speed, um, that he, using the amazing speed that he has. But uh, okay, let's get to the, let's get to the trade now. But all right, what Bertuzzi, what Boston got is Tyler Bertuzzi, who's going to fit perfectly in Boston that like hard-nosed player who's gonna make life miserable for defenders to play against him and like he just fits right in with guys like Brad Marchand uh, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci and Nick Foligno um it like this Boston team is just set up to win the cup I almost like see it like the way they can just the way they can just win constantly and just 
easily shoot the puck in the net. It just amazes me how, like, good this team is. Like, again, I don't think anybody expected this team to be in the position they were right now. I expected this team to be a wild card team. But, wow, they are capable. Man. So, I think they are very capable to win the Cup now with Ty Bertuzzi. They were before, but now they just made it better. And, uh, yeah, first-round pick, that hurts, but it... it I think Boston has a really good chance of winning the cup this year. So that twenty twenty four first round pick is not it's not it's not a bad decision. Like Bertuzzi might be worth a first round pick. And like Bertuzzi might start scoring again. So yeah. Really good trade by Boston. Definitely a win. In my opinion, uh I think Boston was the best I think Boston was the best team and the trade deadline. It's I don't think it was Toronto just because I think Boston addressed like I think Boston addressed their needs better. Um, and But, yeah, you guys can go vote which team's the best on my poll in my last episode below the description. So, yeah, do that. All right, Logan, next trade. Okay, so Jonathan Quick gets traded again to, as we mentioned before, Vegas. John, Vegas just got Jonathan Quick for $2.9 million, while Columbus also got a goalie who is Michael Hutchinson, a former Leaf, who's only 750000 and a 2025 7th-round pick, and they retain 50% of $5.8 million off of Jonathan, Jonathan Quick. Um, yeah, I think Columbus did the right thing here in giving, him, uh, giving Jonathan Quick to Vegas. Not a not a big haul for Jonathan Quick, but I don't think they expected him. Jonathan Quick's old, uh, but I think Vegas like people say that I don't think Vegas got much better. But again, they've had goalie injuries, and uh, it, it's nice it's nice to have Jonathan Quick back there helping out Vegas. It's nice that Jonathan Quick's back on a contender. It didn't cost him really anything, like a seventh round pick and Michael Hutchinson. So yeah, good trade by Vegas. Do you think? Um any of the reason why Columbus traded Jonathan Quick is because he didn't want to stay there, or is that it? Um, that's definitely part of it. I think Columbus went up to, uh, I think Jonathan Quick went up to Columbus management and said he wanted to be traded. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it, I think that's probably what happened. Um, but I, I think also Columbus recognized, I think Columbus recognized and like said, hey. I don't think it's fair to keep Jonathan Quick here and let him play for us, so let's try and get him to a contender, and they did. And uh, it's good to see him go to Vegas, and Vegas has a shot at the Cup, too. All right, uh, next trade. I think I'm going to leave this one to you. I can't read those names. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, All right, well, the next one's the Nick Bukestad trade. Edmonton gets Nick Nick. Oh my goodness, Nick Bukestad for four, and they're only paying four hundred and fifty thousand dollars of his sad salary, and Cam Deneen, who's a pretty good prospect. Uh, Arizona gets Michael Kesselring, a twenty twenty three third round pick, and they retain eight hundred thousand, and they retain half of his nine hundred thousand dollars salary. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with the winner by Edmonton. I'm and I'm gonna give credit to Arizona for the return but uh i think i don't know how they got cam Deneen too like cam Deneen is a real i i find a pretty good prospect but um one thing that like came out to me is 
Nick Bukestad's still getting paid nine hundred thousand, <laughs> but Edmonton is only paying four hundred fifty thousand. I didn't even know that was allowed. You could like I didn't even know a team could only pay a, a player less than seven hundred fifty thousand, and I just got I got really surprised there. But um, yeah, went for Edmonton. Not much to say about this trade. I think Edmonton got a good strengthened their bottom six depth. Next trade. I'm a bit confused about this next trade. I mean, I don't know how good Chicago's doing. Oh, never mind. I know how good Chicago's doing this season. I guess they want to rebuild, I guess. But, like, they trade away Max Domi to Dallas. And Dylan Wells, that's what Dallas got. Meanwhile, Chicago got Anton Cadoan, who is $2.2 million, and a 2020... 2025 second round pick. Pretty clear winner here, but just say it. Yeah, definitely Dallas. Um, there. Oh yeah, there. If you're wondering, Logan, Max Domi was a pending unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, and uh, I don't know if like Domi. Domi, I think wanted to resign in Chicago. I don't think he minded it, but um, I think uh, Chicago would rather the return for him than rather than the player but the return was only a 2025 second round pick and a goalie who hasn't even played this season like could open is like could open is can be a good goaltender but he's really old and I don't know when the last time he, he played it like I don't know if he played at all last season but again he did go on that great cup run in 2020 uh but a good trade by Dallas I think um they didn't do much this trade deadline because, for good reason, I think they had a good. I think they had good faith in their group, and uh, I don't think they. I think they deserved a trade, uh, but I, it wasn't for much. I think Max Domi's gonna help him, maybe uh, play a bit more, a um, bit more rugged style game. Um, but, so yeah, good trade by Dallas. Um, next trade, uh, Detroit and St. Louis. Um, Detroit got Dylan McLaughlin, 2025 seventh-round pick, and they retained 50% of Jacob Vrana's $2.625 million contract. Uh, no, they were... They retained 50%, which gave Jacob Vrana a $2.625 million. That's what St. Louis is paying for. Anyways, only, St. Louis only got Jacob Vrana. And what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, people might be mad that this was, like, not a big offer at all. Not a big offer at all. But, um, I want to say D- Detroit won here because I'm glad they, like, got rid of Jacob Rana. Not that they didn't really want him, but they knew that this wasn't really working. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, st- I'm going to go with the win for St. Louis. They, uh, Jacob Rana might help them with their retool plans. And I like, but uh, it's good that St. Louis got uh, Detroit to retain Sari. I don't know how. I mean, yeah, that one that one surprised me. I don't know how they got Detroit to retain Sari, but they only got a seventh round pick. So, yeah, uh, good trade. A good trade by St. Louis. And uh, not a bad, but also not a bad, this is kind of a 50-50 one here. Not a bad deal by Steve Eiserman. He did the right thing for Jacob Rana. So, uh, yeah.
All right, uh, next trade. Uh, the next one is the next trade is Pittsburgh and Saint San Jose and Montreal. Three teams. Anyways, uh, Pittsburgh got Nick Bonino, who is one. Who is one? One point zero two five million, and San Jose got. 2024 fifth round pick conditional, 2023 seventh round pick, and Arvid Henriksen. When meanwhile, Montreal got 2024 fifth round pick Tony Sund and retained 50% of uh, Nick Pedino. Yeah. Okay. They retained 50% of Nick Pedino's original contract. And Nick and the pick, Pittsburgh's only paying one point zero two five million of his retained contract. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give credit to every single team here. Pittsburgh got a good player who can lead the Minicop run, but again, I don't really see this trade by Pittsburgh. They just got a bit older, and Nick Benino. I guess they strengthened their bottom six, but uh, I don't know how much better they got with this trade. They they didn't really give up much, like a seventh, fifth, and Arvid Henriksen. And then a Tony Sun and a fifth round pick, like I I think say I don't know I think San Jose gave uh, Tony Sun one of those, uh, I think San Jose gave like Tony Sun one, but um, yeah, uh, d decent trade by Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Montreal did a good job here. They fulfilled what they wanted to do, and that was become a third party and retain sorry. But uh, next trade. Um, Pittsburgh and Anaheim. Pittsburgh got Dmitry Kulikov, who is 1.25 million, and Anaheim got Brock McGinn, who is 1.625 million, 2024 third round pick, and they retain 50% of Dmitry Kulikov's salary. What do you think? Um, yeah, they retain 50% of his original salary, and Pittsburgh's only paying 1.125 million. Again, like, Pittsburgh just got older. I think this is a win for Anaheim. I don't know how much better you get by adding Dmitry Kulikov. He's not a bad defenseman, but, like, I think I, I find Brock McGinn a better player than freaking... I almost find Brock McGinn a better player than uh, Dmitry Kulikov. So I think the return that Pittsburgh got, I mean, that Anaheim got here, I think this was the best return they got in all of their deadline Moves. Um, I mean, Brock McGinn's only like a fourth line player who doesn't do much. Like he does, he doesn't do much. But how does Kulikov? So, uh, not a bad trade by Pittsburgh. I guess Kulikov will help. But I'm gonna, still gonna go with Anaheim with the return here, and I'm, I'm gonna go with Anaheim winning. Okay, Buffalo and Minnesota made a trade. Uh, Buffalo got Jordan Greenway, who is only three million. Meanwhile, Minnesota got twenty twenty three second round pick and a twenty twenty four fifth round pick. Who won? Uh, I want to go with Buffalo. I know it seems like they gave up a lot because like Nino Niederreiter was only Nino Niederreiter was only a second round pick, and um, Mikhail Granlund was only a second round pick. But, um, again, they're only really giving me a second-round pick. I guess that fifth-round pick counts, too. But Buffalo's adding some much-needed size here in Jordan Greenway. Jordan Greenway might uh, might start scoring again on this uh, team. 
on his new team, and uh, I think this is just a good fresh start for Jordan Greenway. I disagree with the winner there. Jordan Greenway is doing really bad this season, so I mean, how much could Buffalo possibly have gotten? But I guess it's the same with Minnesota. Anyways, the next trade is the brother trade. Arizona and Calgary get into it with Brett Ritchie, who's seven hundred fifty thousand, and Nick Ritchie, who's two point five million. Oh, Arizona also got Connor McKee, Connor McKee, who's nine hundred twelve thousand, and Troy Stetcher, who is one point two five million. I did not know Brett Ritchie was that cheap. Nick Ritchie is way too overpaid as well. Anyways, what are your thoughts? Um, I saw that Calgary made a trade, and I realized it was this one, and I was just like, oh my gosh, what the frick? Oh, Brett, we got, like, we just got a more expensive version of Brett Ritchie and a more expensive version of Connor Mackey. I feel like that's what we got here. I don't really understand this trade. Like... I guess we kind of upgraded our defenseman. I guess we got a. I guess Troy Stetcher is better than, like Dennis Gilbert, while, uh, who's who's injured right now, um, Michael Stone. Yeah, I guess Troy Stetcher is better than the than Dennis Gilbert. But, uh I don't understand this trade. I think, but I don't think Calgary did bad this deadline. I don't think they did good, but um. Yeah, mid-trade for sure. But I'm the winner here, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess, Cal- Calgary. They, I feel like they got the better return. Pardon me for Jackson language. He cannot control himself when it comes to Calgary trade. I didn't say the F word. You said freaking. Anyways, Anaheim in Minnesota made a trade. Anaheim got... This is the last trade of the episode, by the way. Last trade of the whole thing. Whole enchilada. Anyways, Anaheim got Andre Suster Suster, and Nikita Nesterenko and a 2025 fourth-round pick, and they retained 50% of John Klingberg, who is now getting paid $3.5 million off Minnesota. Well, a sad trade by Anaheim because they did not. They got. I think they expected to be getting a way better return for uh, John Klingberg when they signed him. I think that was the whole purpose: like sign John Klingberg and then trade him at the deadline for a decent return. But like, that's the return they get: two mid prospects and a fourth round pick. Like last year's trade deadline, John Klingberg might have been worth a first round pick. But, like, now he's only has, like, 24 points in 51 games. And his defense and his defense, his defense has been extremely mediocre this season. So, uh, I think Minnesota did a good job here in getting him. Uh, I think John Klingberg will help him out, hopefully. But, um, yeah, not a great return by Anaheim. Okay, um, that's that'll be the last trade of the episode here. Um, the whole trade period, uh, I'm just going to say the winner of the trade period and the loser. Loser, I'm going to go with Philadelphia for not finding a suitor for James Van Riesdyk. I know it's hard, 
you, I think they should have tried way harder and make it up to James Van Reems. Like, so I'm going to go with the loser, Philadelphia. The winner, I'm, my, I'm thinking I'm going to go with Boston. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Boston here. Uh, but there's also a fair argument that Anaheim also might be the, a big loser, so those two might be tied, but I still might go with Philadelphia. And uh, Logan really wants me to say this. If you can't, if you can't, oh, wait, oh, shoot, wait, one more thing. Wait, one more thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Go check out Icebreaker on Spotify. Uh, if you search up Icebreaker on Spotify, you'll have to scroll down scroll down a lot because there are a lot of other Icebreaker podcasts. Not too much. Um, but, yeah, do that, and uh, you get to answer my question below the description on Spotify and maybe vote on my poll if you're going to. Maybe vote on my poll. Maybe you could do that. I would like you to do that. And uh, now time to do what Logan's been wanting me to do for five minutes now. Uh, if you can't hack it, don't unpack it. No, I'll unpack it. You don't unpack it? No, you're supposed to say if don't if you can't hack it, I'll unpack it. Okay, I'm sorry. If you can't hack it, I'll unpack it. Bye. Thank you.